Hey, Quilt Crew, Brandy here, and by now you know my story. I'm a firefighter turned quilt teacher, speaker, and the author of children's picture book, Christie's Quilt. I created the Quilter on Fire podcast to surround myself with a community of quilters I love. This is my happy place, being surrounded by you. One podcast episode at a time, I'll bring you more joy and less overwhelm in the quilting studio. Welcome to episode 14 of the Quilter on Fire podcast with Brett Lewis, the natural born quilter. I first heard of Brett when I was traveling to teach in Edmonton and my friend Jason, who owns Kingfisher Craft Company, said, oh, you should connect with Brett. He's a fabric designer and he's super nice and he used to live here in Summerland. So I reached out to Brett while I was there and he was happy to meet me for coffee. It was exciting to hear what it's like to become a fabric designer, all about the process and also what it's like sitting in a booth at at Houston to show your fabric for the first time. Now that he's released his second line of fabric, I realized I better have him on the show. So everyone likes to hear a great Canadian designer story. His trendy fabric designs and vibrant color palettes each have a story and I can't wait to find out more. Brett Lewis, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Brandy. That's kind words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love to start by going back to the beginning and sharing a little bit about your story. So tell us how you started quilting. Well, first started quilting and sewing for that matter. Um, back in 2016, actually a little bit before that, I was gifted a baby quilt when our son came home. And I was really kind of just amazed by the cool fabrics that were on it. I'm not from a quilting background, like my mom didn't quilt or anything, but my sister-in-law did. So she gifted us this baby quilt. I was like, Ooh, this is really neat. Like I've always liked uh, interior design and stuff. So I was like, there's this whole other realm out there that I'm not really aware of. So what ended up happening was my mother-in-law does quilt a little bit. And she said, you know, I will make Damien a quilt for when he goes to his big boy bed out of the crib go buy some fabrics at a quality quilt store. So I remember going into, and actually it was in Summerland. I think it was, oh, yeah. was it? Yeah, when we were visiting and stuff was sold by the meter. I didn't know what a fat quarter was. I'd never <laughs> sewn. So I remember buying, I think like eight meters of fabric for like, an, a twin size quilt. And um, <laughs> they probably loved me for that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I remember giving the fabric to my mother-in-law and it sat for a little bit, a bit of a procrastinator, like maybe close to a year at this point. Damien's in his like the, the bed out of the crib a little while later. And she's like, you know what? If you're really into this, you want to send up for a beginner quilt class. So I did at my local quilt shop of the time in Edmonton. Uh, got a good sewing machine, went in, was super excited to do this baby quilt project. No one else signed up for it whatsoever, <laughs> which was like a first. Like it's usually a very busy class. And the owner was kind enough to offer me two almost private lessons when they're open late one day a week and uh, just got hooked from there. And I think uh, in the first year I made, uh, I think close to 10 quilts. Wow. So yeah. And that's kind of just how I got started. And oh, then that's so nice. That's yeah. like a one-on-one -on -one intensive that really got you hooked, right? hundred percent. So <laughs> I think it was a good investment on their time because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I visited that store often. <laughs> so there's so many different types of quilting, like traditional, modern, contemporary. So what kind of quilting do you love to do the most? 
I probably would classify myself a little bit more in the contemporary category. I really like, and I say that because I really like traditional patterns probably, but with more modern fabrics or contemporary fabrics, lots of color, lots of cool designs. Um, I mean, that being said, I do like dabbling a little bit of both. I really lately have been trying to explore a lot more in solids, which, you know, people say are more modern, but yeah, I'd say contemporary is the short answer to that question. (laughs) And so you have a full-time job with the government in the agricultural department and you're a dad and a husband. So how (laughs) do you find a balance between quilting and work and family? That that's the question, isn't it? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Balance. You know, it's definitely been an interesting way to find a balance in this past year with everything that's been thrown at us. Um, Prior to that, you know, my sewing studio was kind of my come down at the end of the day, Zen chill place to be. And the last year has thrown a little bit of a mix up to that because I'm home virtually for work primarily. My son's in school virtually. My husband also is working virtually. So it's a lot like just within the house. So trying to carve out time. I don't know if anyone else finds this, but I am tired come the end of the day when I'm just in my house all day if I don't get out and do something. Um, but, you know, just time management, finding those spare moments at the end of the day. Sometimes one thing I find really important to do um, that seems to work well is getting my son involved, like to come down here and play with some fabric or even just a little fabric pull um, gets me the energy of that. And also not getting suckered into, let's say a Netflix series where uh, I yeah. watch it for a week straight and be like, I, know. I can go sew for half an hour and then go watch TV just to, you know, get out <laughs> of the just like work, dinner, bedtime, TV routine. So, yeah, yeah. and I know you're a runner too. So, that's probably a good escape. That's impressive. 100%. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been doing that. That is, that is kind of my newfound solo me time that I've done since the pandemic. Yeah. I started running when the pandemic started. So, yeah. yeah. And that's impressive it's, in Edmonton in the winter. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's <just laughs> yeah. It's been chilly here. So, yeah. So, what is it about quilting that has you coming back again and again? Oh, good question. I really, I guess when I first started, I just really loved um, the result of like starting with something raw, like a piece of fabric and cutting it up, creating a pattern. It has all these different elements to it from the design of the fabric itself to the pattern you're using. And then the quilting is a whole other layer of bringing it to life into binding it at the end and you get this end result that is like it's not living obviously but to me it's like you've created this thing and growing up I think on a farm my whole life and then moving to Alberta after I was done high school for university I really like found I didn't have something that I was so I was always using my hands growing up like racing animals livestock and growing a garden and I like that you know start to finish results that comes with agriculture. So this was like in a weird roundabout way, I think kind of filled that for me, like that Mm -hmm. um, need and like desire of something like, so I just love that about quilting and the community is pretty awesome too. Of You know, it's pretty sweet. (laughs) Yeah. There's some amazing people and it's kind of that, that start to finish thing. You have this finished product. That's really an accomplishment, but it kind of, 
creates that moment in time, right? When you look at that quilt, you're like, yeah, that's where I was. And I've grown, you know, so that's kind of cool too. 100%. Um, yeah. Especially I take a lot of photos of my quilts. So it is fun. You know, you get these flags in your, uh, in my Apple phone and it's like this day, three years ago and it's like me out taking a picture of a quilt I was like oh I have really developed my craft a bit since then right so it's yeah. kind of cool to look back yeah that's so great now your business has a cool name and the acronym is NBQ why yep. are you called the natural born quilter <laughs> my sister kind of gave me that name and it was back in the day when I first back in the day <laughs> you're so young <laughs> back in the day um no but back when I first started sewing and quilting I was on Instagram and I had kind of a private account more like like family stuff photos and I started getting into quilting and I was taking putting quilting photos like maybe I need to like kind of divide these a little bit like a little bit of a different audience and at the time there was a photo of me and my friend um who was also a quilter and I think at the time I had like a like a buzz cut haircut. We're sitting on the front steps of my house. And my sister's like, Ooh, you guys look pretty like non quilter like people, but you both are. You totally remind me of like that cult classic film, Natural Born Killers. And she's like, Ooh, you could be like Natural Born Quilter. And I was like, Ooh, that's catchy. And um, A for like, that's a side story. Some people are like, Ooh, quilting came really naturally to you. And in the first, you know, few years, you've done a lot. So, I was like, oh, yeah, that works, too. So it's a little <laughs> name. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So tell us about stepping into fabric design for the first time on that Alaskan quilt cruise. Yeah. So I was on Alaskan quilting cruise. It would have been the summer of 2018. And while I was on that cruise, I got an email from the design director at Northcott saying, you know, we've been following what you do on social media and looking at your webpage. And we really like what you're doing with fabrics and color and patterns. Have you ever considered being a fabric designer? And I had not. And I was like, Ooh, that's a, that's a pretty big question. And they said, you know, you don't need to be classically trained in art or drawing or anything. If you have a concept and some photos and a theme, we can help bring it to life. We have a great graphic design team. And I was like, I don't think I can say no to this opportunity. Like I'm literally off the coast of British Columbia with a hundred other passionate quilters. And I get this email, like it was kind of like, kind of not, I don't want to say fate, but it was like, yeah. okay, so there's some signs here. So I remember responding and that was the first conversation I had um, with Northcott. And then fast forward, I pretty much a year from that and Stag and Thistle, my first fabric collection was debuting at Fallen International Quilt Market. Oh, so it's so pretty crazy. Yeah, that's so exciting. So, okay, so say again, what is it called? And where did you get the inspiration to design that first line of fabric? Yeah, my first collection of fabric, which is crazy to say my first collection, <laughs> uh, was called Stag and Thistle. And it was really inspired by growing up in Summerland, British Columbia, which that is where you are right now, where Brandy. I live, yeah. Yeah, born and raised there. And Summerland is like, I think you will agree with me. It is one of the most gorgeous places in Canada, in my opinion. Yeah, sh don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's, it's just beautiful. And yeah. I have so many amazing memories growing up there um, from my love of animals and plants and nature really is where I drew the inspiration from that. So a lot of things 
that I remember thinking about, okay, what can I put in this collection? Were things kind of from my childhood and favorite things down to like me naming the skews of fabric. Um, there's like this focal stag print. I remember growing up in Meadow Valley. It's a kind of area of Summerland. And we would pull up this, our long driveway on this ranch we lived on. And there'd be like 20 deer in the field. And I have this memory from when I'm like three and a half years old. And they just scatter around or in Prairie Valley growing up there, you know, there's magpies always around. They're kind of like pesky birds, but I think they're really pretty. So I put that bird in the print yeah. and um, naming the stag print Deer Ridge, which is the area above our family farm down to I really wanted a little dogwood flower in the one print, which I planted my mom a dogwood tree when I think I was around 10 for Mother's Day. So all these little elements really were something meaningful to me. And I wanted that to be a big part of the collection because a I wanted to really love the fabric and the design that went into it um and I think people relate to it more when I can talk kind of passionately about what I've done so yeah growing up in the beautiful Okanagan was a big part of that first collection for sure yeah oh it's so awesome and you went to Houston to, to display that whole pattern line so there's a story there so what's what was it like diving into the quilting world head first by going a few by going to Houston <laughs> It, in a nutshell, it was super surreal, pretty amazing, a little overwhelming, but just like, it was crazy. Like it was like this surreal moment. Like I remember thinking, okay, this is a dream, right? Like (laughs) I had been to international quote market a couple times before and now I'm there with my own booth and I have to do a schoolhouse in front of all these industry professionals and talk about fabric and I remember being like nervous periodically but it was pretty awesome my friend Crystal came it's great having a supportive team of friends and my friend Michelle lives in Houston as well and I met her on the quilting cruise so you know just making these connections and stuff it all just kind of fell into place I remember Northcott being like you really need to try to go to Houston for your debut collection I was like oh you know like that's a big big to me that's a big deal and it's like it's not just like oh okay I'll drive to Calgary from Edmonton it's I had so much planning to do you know from I was had to launch some original patterns I had to have all these other things made with sample yardage for to showcase a booth because you get a 10 by 10 booth it's literally just a 10 by 10 concrete pad like you have to arrange electrical you have to have curtains you have to do lighting so you know the the behind the scene things that people didn't see were, you know, Crystal, Michelle and I running to, you know, Ikea and Walmart and Target and grabbing all these random things to fill this booth with. And I think it went smashingly well. Like if you look back at photos, um, I kind of created this whimsical woodland parlor that was super vibrant and you want to invite and sit in and talk about stag and thistle and fabric. And it was, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. And if you want to see a photo of Brett in that booth, it's on the homepage of his website, naturalbornquilter.com. Yeah. So Brett, you also have a selection of workshops you teach in person. So once we get back to norm and traveling again and all that kind of stuff, what workshops do you teach? Yeah, I really love foundation paper piecing, which you'll see in a lot of my patterns. And the New York beauty block is a fave of mine. So I do teach my Meadow Valley pattern, which was a stag and thistle pattern. Um, that being said, I have recolored it in the new collection. So that's exciting. So when things are back to normal, I hope to teach some more um, of the Meadow Valley pattern. I do have, um, I've taught some other pattern designer 
patterns as well. Chris Jurd's Emperor Wheel is one that I absolutely love. I'm also a So Kind of Wonderful certified teacher. So that's a quick curve ruler method. They have a few of them and they have a ton of patterns. I actually met the So Kind of Wonderful sisters on that Alaskan quilting cruise. Mm -hmm. And up until that point was only doing traditional curve piecing where you have like tons of pins and I was like there's no way this quick curve rulers no pin method no ain't gonna work <laughs> and I remember just sitting down and doing it and something like clicked with it and I was like whoa this is a it's fast b the <laughs> patterns they have are awesome and most of all they are just the most delightful amazing women that are working in the industry when it comes to like pattern design and they have their own fabric collection coming out too and um I was just like, ooh, so that's cool. So I remember really wanting to teach those to new people because I remember interacting with friends and stuff in quilt shops when we could go into quilt shops here and people like, ooh, that, that pattern scares me. I'm like, it's really not that hard. So, yeah. um, and then right now, the, yeah, I've been asked if I'm doing virtual teaching and it's just not in the cards for my time right now or my setup. Yes. I have been doing some virtual lectures, like a PowerPoint presentation and chat about my journey in quilting that um, I have quite a few of those coming up. So that's kind of cool. So, yeah. 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 It's so nice to get connected with people like that, like you met on the cruise and everybody supports each other, right? It's so awesome. I love to hear that. 100%. Now, I was excited to see you on the docket to teach and speak at the last CQA in Edmonton. There were so many amazing Edmonton teachers and speakers there. So what were you going to teach there? When Quilt Canada was coming to Edmonton, that was pretty amazing. And I was oh, so stoked for that. So I was supposed to be teaching my Meadow Valley pattern with stag and thistle fabric that was coming out. And then I was going to be teaching Chris George's Emperor Wheel class because it is a very popular pattern and a little bit tricky too and add some cool tips and tricks to it so unfortunately with this pandemic it was cancelled yeah. and when quilt canada revs back up in a couple years when it's out west because they book it back and forth east west i hope to be teaching the plan is to teach with them so stay yeah. tuned but by then i'll have new patterns probably so we'll see what i teach yeah that's great. So 2020 has been a strange year for everyone. So how has your quilting business shifted over the last year? Oh, you know, I think I, it definitely has been a strange year. It's been a challenging year. But one of the good things I think that kind of came out of it was I developed my second fabric collection, you know, being at home, more time for that. And shifting in the sense of, I think I maybe took a little bit of a step back from the business side of things and tried to enjoy some selfish sewing. Cause that is something I really missed in the hustle bustle and launching my first fabric collection. Like it was a lot of just um, sewing projects, which is exciting because it's with my own fabric, but the behind the scenes stuff that I think people don't see is like the amount of emails that I have to answer. And I try to do it in a prompt manner, you know, setting up, um, workshops or teaching and stuff so 2020 really kind of like took a cool down it was really unfortunate I had so many cool things happening in 2020 and that's when stag and thistle was shipping was the spring and then there was delays because of the pandemic and fabric printing overseas and shipping so that was delayed all pretty much every event I had planned was cancelled unfortunately so you know we'll see how things change coming up um but it was a time to maybe do some self-reflection and, and some selfish sewing, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Sometimes it's nice to just sit back, take stock and do something you love, right? 100%. Okay. 
Okay. So now we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk about Brett's latest line of fabric called Prairie Meadow. Northcott Fabrics are famous to quilters for their Stonehenge and O Canada collections. And our guest today, Brett Lewis, is also a fabric designer for Northcott. His latest collection, Prairie Meadow, hits the stores this fall. Right here on the podcast, we give away fabric from Northcott Collections, Banyan Boutiques, and Figo Fabrics. And stay tuned to the end of today's podcast to hear about our giveaway of an NBQ curated bundle of fat quarters. Look for all these fabrics at your local quilt shop. Northcott, cottons that feel like silk. And now we have a little bit of a surprise. Brett doesn't even know about this. A very good friend of Brett's wanted to surprise him with a sponsorship of the podcast featuring the Natural Born Quilter. The last time Brett came home to Summerland, he did a trunk show at this quilt shop. It's Jason Bieber of Kingfisher Craft Company. Thank you so much, Jason, for the sponsorship. Make sure you grab a pen to jot down the special Quilter on Fire code to get 10% off your next purchase. Now here's Jason's commercial. Find the soul of your dreams at this trendy new online shop serving Canada and the USA. The Kingfisher online shop carries the full line of 160 Northcott Colorworks premium solids priced under $10 a meter. A 40-piece collection of shot cotton wovens by Allison Glass and new fabrics by Brett Lewis, Alexander Henry, Tula Pink, Libs Elliott, Allison Glass, Juicy Juice, and so much more. Pre-orders have already started for the NBQ Prairie Meadow Fabric Bundles, the Prairie Wildflower Quilt Kit by Jason Bieber, all original patterns by Natural Born Quilter for this collection, and two bag kits by Uh-Oh Creations and Around the Bobbin, all in Brett's new line, Prairie Meadow. Kingfisher is offering two exclusive clubs in 2021, Anna Marie Horner's New Visions Club for the Visions Quilt Kit, and Kay Fawcett's Gathering No Moss Quilt Along in the Gemstone Colorway. Find the products you want and the service you deserve at the Kingfisher Craft Company online quilt shop at www.kingfishercraftcompany.com. Save 10% using the code QOFPODCAST until March 31st, 2021. One per customer on in-stock merchandise, pre-orders not included. So grab a pen, you guys. That code is QOFPODCAST for 10% off and the website is kingfishercraftcompany.com. And finally, I know that was more commercials than usual, but it was such a nice surprise for Brett that his friend sponsored this podcast. Now I have just one more thing to mention before we get back to the podcast, which is my new clothing sponsor. Did you notice that my wardrobe primarily consists of comfy jeans, t-shirts, and loungewear? Well, Sass Boutique with stores in Summerland and Penticton, BC has stepped up to the challenge of dressing me in style for the podcast. This super comfy floral blouse with a zipper front and a little bit of bling is designed by Joseph Ribkoff and available from Sass Boutique. With shops in Summerland and Penticton, if you love this shirt, you can pick up the phone and call Sass Boutique to order it today at 250-494-1677. Sass Boutique, an excellent selection of contemporary and classic women's boutique style clothing. And we're back with Brett Lewis, also known as the Natural Born Quilter. So, Brett, your second line of fabric is called Prairie Meadow. Tell us the story behind that fabric line. So, Prairie Meadow was a concept I had, actually, it was right after Houston Quilt Market. I remember being like, ooh, what am I going to do next? Because it went really well. And I remember Deborah Edwards, the design director at Northcote, saying, better start thinking about your second collection, Brett. And I was like, I knew I wanted to do kind of the plants and animal theme that I was passionate about. And I was like, you know what? I think it'd be really nice to do 
the next kind of chapter or a chapter of my life being living in Alberta for the past 18 years. So I was really inspired by living on the prairies. I do lots of rural Alberta drives for work and was just really inspired by the nature that's out there. So it kind of came to be that that's how Prairie Meadow developed. I remember also putting things in the collection as well, design elements that were things memorable to me from my life. Um, for example, the one print has a corsage that is not a traditional corsage, but it was kind of a feather and a piece of greenery that was from my sister's wedding and it made it into one of the prints. And then the pronghorn antelope was a favorite animal of mine growing up. I remember I wrote a grade three report about it and I recently found the postcard that I bought when I came to Edmonton that year as a child that has pronghorn antelope on it. And it was really kind of also revisiting my past, but also like another part of my life and um, really inspired by that. And also kind of going back to, I say MBQ going to his country roots a little bit because it does have a little bit more of a traditional feel to some of it, but still with some of those vibrant colors. So it still feels really contemporary too. Like it's, it's, it's a great theme. So yeah. you are a pattern designer as well, and you have a few patterns to go with each fabric line available in the quilt shops where your fabric is for sale. So what's the best place to see these fabric lines and the quilt shops who sell them? So if you're interested in looking at each print individually, besides going on social media, I highly suggest you go to northcott.com mm -hmm. and under the designer profile or searching by um, the fabric collection name, you'll see them all or Brett Lewis under designer profile. And if you scroll to the bottom, it kind of says like stockists or where you can buy and you can look at where the fabric is sold throughout North America or on online stores. That being said, I mean, by all means, if you hear this podcast and you're curious and you can send me a, a message on Facebook or Instagram and I can sometimes point people in the right way. And I'm in the process of getting my patterns in an instant downloadable form right off my website. So stay tuned for that because a lot of people have been asking for that, especially people overseas that don't have access to the printed patterns necessarily. Okay. And when we're talking about these two fabric lines, I know you have some great quilters using your fabrics and creating patterns around them. So tell us about these wonderful makers. Yeah, hundred percent. So when I developed my first collection, I was like, it's one thing to make my own three quilts to go to quilt market with, but three quilts does not make a quilt booth or a com collection complete. So I reached out to people I had been chatting on Instagram, Instagram friends, or people that had been at Quilt Market. And I had some amazing makers make sample quilts for, I, let's say, round one stag and thistle. And also people that I reached back to for round two prairie meadows. So um, locally in Canada, OO Creations, Tara Sinclair. She's out of Calgary. She's an epic pattern and bag maker designer. And she made some really cool bags for Stag and Thistle. And then she did up one for Prairie Meadow. Yeah. I do think a lot of people are not just quilters out there with fabric. So I kind of wanted to like give a whole array of what you can do with quilting cotton. So it was really cool to have Tara to work with. And then Karen O'Connor, the Brimfield Awakening team, they do English paper piecing. Um, that was pretty a pretty cool deal. I made remember meeting them at a quilt market and then asking them if they would play with my fabric. And they made an original pattern for Stag and Thistle. They should be playing with Prairie Metal shortly. And I remember Carl Hench made two original quilt patterns. Well, one original pattern, two colorways for Stag and Thistle. And then 
some new pattern designers that I reached out to this year, Katie Hansen. Uh, she's Modern Textiles on Instagram and Valerie Singer, Three Bird Stitch Co., I believe. And like you mentioned, Jason at Kingfisher, he did a really cool pattern coming up. And then I had Courtney Reed. So Courtney is... Uh, She's so this happened and she does she has a really epic English paper piecing pattern coming up for Prairie Meadow as well. And I did have two shirts being made, some garments in Prairie Meadow. My friend Arlene Hillier, uh, she's with Birch Fabrics and we found some really cool retro Western style shirts that we're going to get done up in this collection. And they're going to look really good, I think. So I'm oh, super fun. Yeah, yeah, that sounds super fun. Okay, so now it's time for the lightning round, Robin. So this is a quick little series of rapid fire questions to get to know you a little better. So are you ready? I, I'm ready. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay, so Brett, who would you like to meet in the world of quilting? I would like to meet Chris Jurd. I spoke of her earlier. She's that Australian pattern designer. I just haven't had, I haven't met her in person and it would be so cool because I remember pattern testing for her and then teaching her pattern down the line. And then she did a mock-up of a quilt that she designed in Prairie Metal. So it's kind of full circle. I'd absolutely love to meet her. It'd be really cool to maybe go to Australia one day and meet her. Okay. And what is your favorite notion right now? I would say, though it's not a traditional notion, I'm really loving paper pieces, mini bolts, those cardstock cardboard style things for wrapping fat quarters or yardage on. So it was really fun to wrap my newest collection, Prairie Meadow, up on them. And if it came to sewing kind of notions, um, I love a good add a quarter inch ruler. And then I do a lot of hand binding on these big colts that I've designed. And I really love uh, the company's Zappy Dots and they have needle nanny tins and then the mm. magnetic... Um, that goes on each side of the quilt that you can rest your needle down. And I have some actually done up in Stag and Thistle. So you should guys should check those oh, out. <laughs> okay, cool. Who was the first creative or quilting inspiration in your life? I would have to say my sister-in-law, Tara, because she gifted us that baby quilt. Okay. And what color do you choose most often when quilting? Probably... Colorwork Surf. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a color, like, it's like a teal, like teal. So okay. I, it's so funny. Um, in both collections, this has been a coordinating solid that's run through and it's kind of a color I'm drawn to. So awesome. kind of a nice tealy green. Okay. And what is your favorite snack in the quilting studio? Oh, I don't eat my quilting studio gum. And <laughs> that's a good answer. Some people yeah. are like wine, but you know, <laughs> yeah, tea and, I do have tea and coffee. So Okay, sounds good. Okay, so that was so fun, Brett. Thank you. Um, so we've mentioned your website, www.naturalbornquilter.com, where we can find your blog. We actually didn't mention your blog, but you have a great blog there. And the Northcott website is northcott.com, where we can see all your fabric lines and where they're for sale. But where's the best place for quilters to engage with you on social media? Definitely, I'm very active on Instagram, which I'm just under Natural Born Quilter. The same goes for Facebook. I highly suggest you guys tag me if you're using my fabric. One of my favorite things probably about this whole quilting journey is seeing what people are creating with fabric I've designed. That's like probably one of the most rewarding things. I also was just going to mention, Brandy, that I do have a free instant download of 
prairie reflections pattern I did. It's a pillow with some fussy cutting, that splice fussy cutting that I love, as well as foundation paper piecing. So go to my webpage for that, or it's also on the Northcott webpage. So. Okay, great. Now, this podcast is all about bringing more joy and less overwhelmed to quilters. So in your quilting studio, what brings you the most joy? Probably, I mentioned it was my Zen space, just coming down here, listening to some music, doing a fabric pull by myself or with my son and just getting creative, just kind of zoning out from everything and just kind of diving in. <laughs> that sounds really good. And so what's on your design wall right now? Design wall right now? I'm finishing a baby quilt for some friends that just had a baby and it was with uh, Katie Hansen's Not So XO quilt. So I'm finishing and I did it up in Prairie Meadows. So I'm excited about that. Oh, that sounds like it's going to be beautiful. Um, okay, so now I'm going to go and outline the contest giveaway. So today's prize is so sweet. The Natural Born Quilter is giving away six fat quarters of his original stag and thistle fabric, plus three fat quarters of his brand new prairie meadow fabric, and his signature pin that says, I'm a natural born quilter too. Thank you so much, Brett. That is such a generous prize package. You're most welcome. Okay, now, Brett, as we wrap up, what do you want quilters to take away most from our conversation today? Such a big question. Oh, <laughs> you know, I would probably say one, one piece of advice that I always like to say to people out there that are, whether you're just new to quilting or looking to get into the industry as a business, that there's room for everyone out there. So just because... You're like, oh, that's been done before. I don't know if that's a niche I can get into. Like 100%, like if you're passionate about it, you know, just go for it. Like take the plunge and um, start sewing something new. Like try a new uh, technique you've never done. And something else I've also am passionate about is, and it's tricky with this pandemic, but it's really important, I think, to engage in the quilting community and kind of find your quilty crew. Like, so whether that is interacting online with people on social media or, you know, going to when we're back in the new normal and able to go to fabric stores or take classes, like find someone or a group of people that like you have the same kind of, you guys jive and yeah. it's pretty awesome. Like I have an amazing group of quilt friends and, you know, it's pretty special. So Yes, that's such a good message to connect with your friends, especially if you know a quilter who is alone, right? So thank you, Brett. I love that message. So Brett Lewis, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me and happy quilting, everyone. Happy quilting. Yes, that's awesome. Okay, so that was our show with Brett Lewis, fabric designer and quilt maker, also known as the Natural Born Quilter. And to sum it up, this young designer has created two gorgeous lines of fabric with Northcott. The first is now available in stores, including Kingfisher Craft Company online, and the second will be in stores this fall. His designs are bright, bold, and a little bit eclectic, and both fabric lines tell a really nice story. And today, I really enjoyed sharing his story with you. Now, don't forget, I love to hear from you. Follow me on Facebook and Insta and send me a message anytime. I really want to create a community where we can all be inspired to live our quilting lives to the max. Now, go enter the prize giveaway for your chance to win Brett's curated prize package. And please share this podcast. The greatest compliment you can give me is an introduction to your friends. Thank you for listening to the Quilter on Fire podcast. Until next time, dream big and have fun in the studio with the Quilter on Fire. <laughs>